Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig with details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Zaren. What's up, Elizabeth Dutton? Uh, nothing much. How are you? Uh, pretty well. How about you, girl? Well, I'm pretty good, but listen, yeah. you know what's ridiculous? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I've been waiting to see you. Okay, you know the movie Saturday Night Fever? Yes. Yeah, it's the disco movie where John Travolta says, why you got to touch my hair? I spent a lot of time on my hair. <laughs> yeah. Right, that movie? Okay. That's so, like, that's a very good Travolta, by the way. Oh, thank you. But like with a little sprinkle of Jay-Z over there. <laughs> yeah, that's how I get my I New like York that. right. That's I like how it. I, you know. So that movie was based on a New York Magazine article by a British rock journalist named Nick Cohn, right? Uh Now, his article becomes the movie Saturday Night Fever. The one problem was he made it all up. The article, he went out to do research for the article. He goes out in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. He spends a night at a disco called 2001 Odyssey. But when I say a night, I mean he walked up to it. He gets there. There's a fight outside. One of the dudes gets hit vomits on his pants. He's like, oh, the hell with this. Goes back to Manhattan. But before he leaves, he spots one guy standing outside the club, imagines a whole story for him, and then decides, that guy reminds me of this street kid I knew back in uh, that North Irish city of Derry. And then he also throws in this other cat he knew from England. And I quote, My story was a fraud. I'd only recently arrived in New York. Far from being steeped in Brooklyn street life, I hardly knew the place. As for Vincent, my story's hero, he was largely inspired by a Shepherd's Bush British mod whom I I had known in the 60s, a one-time king of Gold Hawk Road. So Saturday Night Fever is really about the one-time king of Gold Hawk Road in 1960s England. Wow. Yeah, the disco and cocaine added later. I I knew it was based on that, but... No one knew that everything was no, fake? No, he told that like in 2001 or 2000 something in an interview like, oh yeah, by the way, that story <laughs> I wrote, total fraud, made it all up. Like what? for like the 25th or 30th or whatever it was, I guess, no, it would be like, yeah, like, 25th anniversary. What a wimp that he yeah. didn't just, he just like. <laughs> he let it go for 25 years. But he, anyway. he didn't power through and no. go into the club. A little puke on his pants. He's like, I'm out. I mean, even if it was all over the front, just go in the club. Yeah. Clear yourself some space. Now you got something to talk about. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That's ridiculous. ridiculous. Cool, cool. That's ridiculous. You want to know what else is ridiculous? Oh, girl, I'm here for it. 
committing theft in order to say you've gotten busy on the moon while never leaving Earth. What? I know it doesn't make any sense. No, it does. <laughs> This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Zarin. <laughs> Elizabeth. I want to talk to you about space. Ooh, my favorite place. When you were a kid, did you ever want to be an astronaut? A hundred percent. I was that kid who would sit there lying in bed going, if space is expanding, what's it expanding into? Like, right. Yeah. That's you. Did you ever want to be a criminal astronaut? Girl, come on now. <laughs> if I knew that was possible. <laughs> well, let me tell you about a guy. He's a theoretical physicist. Ooh, my people. Who really wanted to be an astronaut, but his ardor for the calling triggered criminal impulses. <laughs> And he lost his shot, sort of. <laughs> so you're going to love him, I think. Okay. Kind of. Uh, his name is Thad Roberts. Hi. And he was born in 1977 to serious Mormons. Hmm. The classification? Serious Mormons. And, and that's serious S-E-R, not like serious XM radio. Yeah, not like some historical, hysterical Mormons. Right. They were, they were hardcore, intuit Mormons in Clearfield, Utah. All right. So then 1996, he's 19 years old. He goes to the Missionary Training Center in Provo, Utah. Mm -hmm. So as you know, you know, like Mormon youth go on these go mission on the trips. Mm -hmm. This is where they learned everything they needed to know in order to go on those and spread the word. So it's like where they learned how to tie the tie and ride the bike? How? Where exactly does the name tag placement <laughs> exactly. go on your short sleeve white Two shirt? Two inches above the pocket. God bless him. Uh, so there he is. He's like, you know, sometimes they go for, you know, they go for two years. Sometimes they go to a foreign country. Oh, yeah. I've known a lot of Mormons. I grew up a lot. They go all over the yeah. planet. I mean, yeah. some of them went down to South America, and they get lucky. Sometimes they used to go to Cincinnati, and they're like, oh, everyone <laughs> else went to Buenos Aires. What's up? So these guys, like, they go to this uh, mission camp, and they learn all the techniques for door knocking. Mm -hmm. And then they also learn, you know, like, service things to do in the community yeah. and languages if they need to. Yeah, skills and stuff that they can pass yeah. on to the community. And it's like a couple weeks that they're there, and they're it's for a two-year stint. It's like the religious Peace Corps. Totally, totally. So one night, all the trainees are hanging out, mm -hmm. and there's this other guy there, and he's feeling really, really guilty. Hmm. He's a secret Catholic. <laughs> I didn't know that Mormons felt guilty like we did. Um, so he's feeling really guilty. He'd done something terrible. Okay. And he had to tell someone about it. It was weighing too heavily on his soul. Mm -hmm. So the guy confesses. He'd had premarital sex with his girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. That's not allowed sometimes. All the time. And then all the other missionaries, they're listening intently to his story and then one by one, they start to admit their own premarital dalliances. Is this like the I've done the jumping on the bed stuff it and was, all those? It was like an I am Spartacus moment, except <laughs> they all are actually Spartacus. <laughs> so by the end, it's like this super emotional, heavy night. At the end of it, every single one had confessed to not waiting until marriage. Okay. And Thad is one of them. He's a stand-up guy, right? Mm -hmm. Well, at the time. And so he thinks, like, I got to get ahead of this. And if I go to the mission president, 
he might be able to give me guidance, help me work to redeem myself. Like, I'm just going to come clean and ask for help. So he still feels guilty, even though he's had all these other people come yeah. forward and say, I'm like you, man. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, it feels so good. And that is like, like I got to. That's not enough. Yeah. I got to I gotta go and like make this right. I need some absolution of some kind. Whatever totally. they consider absolution. Right. So, um, no, that's not how that all went for him. He oh. goes to the mission president. Uh-huh. Uh, that guy was not interested in helping that <laughs> he was find cool forgiveness or sex. redemption. The president calls church elders together, and they decide that Thad isn't worth um, saving. Whoa. He's not worthy to serve God. Wait a minute. Did he get kicked out of the church? Uh-huh. He's cast out. Oh, my God. So he gets kicked out of the I program. I He gets kicked out of the program, and they send him back home and have the parents deal yeah. with him. The parents excommunicate him, and they oh, kick him out of the house. Damn. Yeah, they forced him to live in the basement for, I think it was like two months while he oh. got his act together. They wouldn't talk to him. Oh, poor dude. He had to like be out of the house most of the day. Then he could come in and sleep and then leave. So he moves out. Wow. He marries his girlfriend, Katie. Okay. They, you know, he they make the it right official. Thing, yeah, he's like this everyone guy. around him. <laughs> totally. And so he's kind of adrift, obviously. Naturally. Young man, 19. He, he goes to a career center and he checks out all his options. And the career that jumped out at him that he felt was his calling, astronaut. <laughs> so, okay. Space. Yeah. Zarin, I want to talk to you about space. <laughs> you got to respect this guy for dreaming big, right? Oh, completely, yeah. He's not like, well, I could do, you know, customer service. or mm-hmm. He's like, I, I'm good with tires. I'll get a job at Sears. But also, I like that he's like, I need to get off this planet. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Part of him <laughs> so, is like. Well, so he enrolls at the University of Utah and he triple majored there. Okay. Anthropology, geology, and physics. Wow. Ambitious coursework. Totally. Uh, he also, he goes above and beyond in rounding out his extracurriculars and all, like, supplemental life experiences. He was, like, full Eagle Scout on it? Totally. He founded the Utah Astronomical Society at hmm. school. He created this, like, prestigious science club at the university's observatory. That's super cool. He volunteered on dinosaur digs with paleontology organizations. They got a ton of those. Right? I know someone who's in that department at Utah. Here's another thing you're going to love about him. Hmm. He got his pilot's license. Oh, I'm so jealous. I know. You know I want to get my pilot's license. He became a certified scuba expert. Damn. Little mini James Bond. Oh, he learned Russian. (laughs) He learned. dude. He learned Japanese. I have been working on my Duolingo Japanese. Right? I'm loving this guy. And then he and his wife, they did a charity bike ride okay. from Salt Lake City to San Francisco and raised almost $10,000 for cystic fibrosis research. Wow, that's like one of those double cycle rides, but even more, like the 200-mile rides. Uh-huh. But it's, uh, it's more miles than that. Right. He, well, over like the, you it's know, a 12 the hour, It's a 12-hour drive. Yeah. And you have to go over the Rockies. Yeah. He basically became the most interesting man in the world. Seriously. And... If that isn't the perfect astronaut resume, I don't know what is. You know, <laughs> it's like the triple major and the languages. So the next step in his path to space mm-hmm. was to apply to the Johnson Space Center Pathways Program in Houston, Texas. Okay. It's basically internships for astronauts. It's like a space cadet program. Yeah, it's a real space cadet. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was right there. 800 people, around 800 people apply every year for just 50 spots. Oh, okay. And he got a phone interview. Very Super cool. excited about that. He was confused, though, because, like, the interviewer didn't talk at all about his science work and focused primarily on the charity bike ride. <laughs> and so He's really amped on that? Well, it makes sense Total when you cyclist. think about it. Because, like, all the people interviewing would have 
absolutely stellar credentials, right? <laughs> yes. like, they, and they're all scientists. So. They're all scientists. Like That's the baseline. Yeah. You have to have that. So now it's, you know, it's like... What what makes you more? What mm-hmm. makes you what, extra? What makes you novel and special? I'm guessing they talked about the bike ride, and they probably talked about space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guy Bob Musgrove, he was the he was at the program, like the director, and he was later quoted as saying, "The folks we pick are overachievers with indicators for success on their resume. They're well rounded rather than nerds." <laughs> Like, we don't take nerds, nerds, right? So, but they want you know you have it's a to pot calling the kettle black. I'm betting. <laughs> well, I mean, you think about it too. It's like they have to have they have to be physically fit. So they, sure. you know, you think about how are you doing that? You're not just like powerlifting, but like <laughs> what kind of like dynamic? Yeah, you want people who are are both like fit mentally, fit physically. Mm-hmm. They're able to do all the necessary requirements of space travel. Well, I mean, it's, and it's, do it's for hard others. on the body. Yeah, yeah so that if, if there's you have... an emergency, you want them to be able to carry the other astronaut or whatever across. The but space too, station. if you do charity work, then you kind of are seeing things in a greater sense of like your place and things, and oh, the yeah, work that, that they're doing is that. for a greater. Yeah, you're good. for the community. You're thinking not only of yourself. You're the what we want of a hero. Right. So obviously, Thad accepted. Nice. You know, he's taken in Get the program. Thad. Two thousand one. He's twenty four years old. Okay. His wife is financially supporting him. Mm-hmm. He goes to the Johnson Space Center and starts his astronaut ship. (laughs) (laughs) He felt a little out of place, right? Like, given his history, he didn't come from a life of resources. You could imagine that, like, a lot of the people there were given all these opportunities just from, like, how they grew up and what families they had. It's really easy to go to a good school and, you know, triple major and have all these extra, if someone's foot in the bill for Mm -hmm. it and you don't have to work Mm -hmm. on the side, that kind of stuff. So, you know. Everything's easier with money. Completely. (laughs) So he's also kind of shy. And he decides when he gets there that he has to be bold. He has to be willing to break the rules to get what he wants. Hmm. He's just like a personality shift. He's just like, I'm going to be the... Uh, ultra version of me. Yeah, it just kind of like it, it like clicks in him huh. that even though he has this impulse to be really shy, he's he, got. But he a, wants his goal. Yeah, I like it. So like one time he snuck into the space shuttle simulator when there was a shift change. So okay. he like he was walking by and he sees they're changing the shift on it and uh-huh. he talks to the people leaving and they're like, well, I don't know if you're on the list. Hold on, there's another group coming. They can check you. He's like, okay, so he waits, and when the new group comes in... He's they're already like, in the machine. Yeah, no, he's, like, standing there, like, like the run. are you next? Because they assumed he'd been vetted by yeah. last, so, yeah, so he just, like, does it. Um, not everyone gets to do the simulator. Yeah. It's a super big deal, totally. but he did the whole act like, you know, easily convince the people he gets on there. Um, so he goes back to the University of Utah for a bit for a semester, and he meets a fellow Mormon, Gordon McWhorter. Gordon McWhorter, okay. Gordon McWhorter. Gordon had a tough time of things in his youth as well. His sister had died in a car accident. Hmm. Uh, he'd already been divorced okay. with business, despite his young age. He also had a kid. Okay. Um, he was estranged from his father. Wow, tough. And he had a criminal record thanks to stealing from his father post-estrangement and then trying to pawn the stuff he took. Okay. Well, so he's had a rough road. Yeah. So they're hanging out together. They're talking probably about space. <laughs> hey, Gordo, what do you think about space? Gordon liked to hang out on the roof of a building on campus and smoke weed and talk about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting into it's it. It's like basic college stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so one day, 
uh, Thad and Gordon, they're at the Utah Museum of Natural History, and they're walking around looking at stuff and talking about minerals and rocks, you know, as you do. Geology stuff. And yeah, and Gordon is really knowledgeable about minerals and rocks, it hmm. turns out. So Thad asked Gordon, like, hey, man, do you know if you like how you could find someone who would want to buy a moon rock? Gordon is like, does wait, does Thad have a moon rock to sell? Not yet. <laughs> but Gordon's interested. He's just looking for a fence in case. Yeah, he's like, this is interesting. See, here's the thing. Back at the NASA program, mm-hmm. Thad had been in Building 31 North, and he saw a huge safe that was supposed to have lunar samples inside from every Apollo mission. Oh, dope. Yeah, like a bunch of them. And he'd heard scientists jokingly discuss how, like, if they could sell some of those rocks, they'd be able to get funding for the research they needed because their budgets were so tight. <laughs> okay. Thad also saw that the guy who opened the safe had been looking at something on a piece of paper taped to the top before he opened it. So he's like, <laughs> maybe that's the combo. <laughs> had to be the combo. Have, oh, my God. People with their, okay, So he's go got on. that in the back of his mind, Why right? Why have the safe if you're just going to do the combo right. on a piece of paper that's taped well, to a thing? Well, you'll find out. So <sighs> that's in the back of his mind. Okay. Thad, he asked Gordon about selling, you, selling some moon rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gordon is up. He's like, that sounds fun. Um, doesn't know about the plan. But it's just like, huh, I wonder if you could find someone. It's like, I can move some of that. It's better than bauxite. Right. So he posts, Gordon posts on a mineral collecting website the following message. Okay. So when you say mineral collecting website, this is like a forum for people who are like trading and swapping rocks? Yeah, it's just a bunch of collectors. So he, he posts a message on this website. Anyone interested in a private bid on a moon rock, please email me back. That's, like, the weirdest thing ever to click on. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, so, like, if you stole the moon rock, you went into witness protection, and it's now an you're email. trying to That's pay That's what his email sounds like when you read it in your head. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought he just left that on no, the forum. Like, no. hit play. I don't have time no. to type. No, that's what it sounds like when Gordon sends an email. Anyone interested in a private bid on a moon rock? Please email me back. Do you have all your emails read to you like that? Yeah. <laughs> they all sound like hostage videos. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so anyway. You're like my sister with the talk to text. I'm like, okay. <laughs> when it's all garbled. Yeah, completely. No, that's what I hear in my head every time I read an email. <laughs> so he makes that he makes that email. They he and Thad, they use a fake email address with the name Orb Robinson. <laughs> Which is a shout out to, to one Will of their Robinson? no one of their favorite musicians, Roy Orbison. <laughs> Mike, it's right there. How did you miss so that? That's Burnett? what Orb Robinson sounds like. That's amazing. When Orb Robinson sends an email, enter Axel Emmerman. Oh, Axel, I'm, we, I'm liking already. When we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you about Axel and what in the universe he has to do with moon rocks. Nice. rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. 
Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. There's no safe like Simply Safe. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. All right, we're back. I don't think there were enough ads just then, quite frankly. Never enough for me. I'm going to write a strongly worded letter to the editor about that. (laughs) I want to talk to you about space. Nice. That's what I'm here for, girl. And moon rocks. That's why I'm wearing this shirt. I want to talk to you about Axel Emmerman. Oh, you are wearing a planetary shirt. (laughs) I told you. I'm for real. I know you are. A little space case. And that's just coincidental. I didn't even so know right. what you were going to be telling me about. Well, see, there it is. See, that's how real we The keep universe it. unfolds as it should, mm-hmm. You are here. That's right. I want to talk to you about space. Uh-huh. I want to talk to you about moon rocks. And I want to talk to you about Axel Emmerman. Okay. Who is he? Who is Do Axel? You know? Axel E? I'm, try- I'm confused. No, Do you know? I have no He's idea. He's a Belgian. I know Axel F. Yeah, and Axel Rose, yeah, Axel but it's Rose. not spelled. Okay, so Axel Emmerman is a Belgian amateur astronomer and mineral collector. Okay. And he's in Antwerp. He sees the of post. Course he, is. he sees the robot post mm-hmm. asking for, you know, ro- like anyone down to pay for rocks. He emails Orb Robinson. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? If you got a fair price and proof of authenticity, I might be a little bit interested there. Yeah, you may have a buyer on the line. Yeah. So Gordon starts corresponding with Axel, and then Thad takes over the negotiations. Thad goes back to Johnson Space Center to finish out his internship. He was still working out the details with Axel at this Mm -hmm. time. Another risk he took, a a rule he broke, this time at the Johnson Space Center, Mm -hmm. he stepped out on old Katie. Ooh, his wife. Yeah. Dude. He he met a fellow intern named Tiffany Fowler. So wait, Ultra Thad is starting to go a foul (laughs) of old school Thad. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Dark Thad has stepped and entered the chat. So yes, he's... 
He starts an affair with her. He's smitten, but he's also married. Yeah. You know, poor Katie. So um, Thad said that he and Katie had grown apart and that they had an open marriage. Oh, come on. Yeah, Katie was Did like... Did Katie know this? She's like, <laughs> she aware of the openness? No. There's an article in The Atlantic about this whole mess. Okay. Katie is quoted as saying, quote, Thad has put so much incorrect info out there, <laughs> so he seems like a hero to others instead of the lying, manipulative person he really is. Damn, Katie. What do Ouch. you really think? Woman's scorned. Okay, so I'm going to chalk that up as not an open marriage. <laughs> I'm thinking they didn't have that combo. Like, the both doors have to be open yeah, for that, that flow works. through. <laughs> so um, there's that. Just giddy and electric, not just with the thrill of new love, mm-hmm. but also the thrill of possibly setting up a buyer for moon rocks. He's over the moon with all those new opportunities. And he is like, I am for sure going to steal these now. <laughs> like, this is just, this is it. All, this, all signs point to steal. First step to new that. Criming. So he starts concocting a plan to lift the moon rocks from the safe. Um, and he couldn't help but share the details with Tiffany, his new love. And then he also Who's couldn't... also in the program. <laughs> also in the program. Yeah, like... And then he couldn't help so but she share... she has something to lose with this information. Yes. He's jeopardizing her yes. future. Okay, go on. He couldn't help but share also with another intern... Oh, my God. <laughs> ...named Shay Sauer. He's, he hasn't done it. He's sharing that he's going to he's do the, it. His plan. This is the worst criminal behavior He has ever. a PowerPoint. Yes. He's like, please, let me just sit. And they're like, is this a timeshare thing? No. <laughs> I just want to walk you through my intent and my plans. But they need Shay because they need an extra person. They can't okay. just do it with two. All right. So he because, needs like a lookout or something. Well, because Thad, Tiffany, and Shay are all interns at Johnson Space mm-hmm. Center, um, they all had official entry badges to get in and out and around. To the building 31 or whatever it was. Yeah. So Thad, Tiffany, Shay, which is like, it makes it sound like a 90s teen soap opera totally. every time I read all these names. Zarin. Yes. Close your eyes. Oh, girl. Yeah. I want you to picture it. It's July 13th, 2002. Hot in here by Nelly is at the top of the charts. <laughs> you're a scientist, baby. So to be precise, you're a physicist who works at, guess, you're right, Johnson Space Center. Oh. Uh, you work at the Space Vehicle Mock-Up Facility. Mocking up space vehicles. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, it's located on 4th Street at the Johnson Space Center, which is right across the street from none other than Building 31, home uh-huh. of the safe full of space rocks. So you decide to take a break from your late night mock-ups and you head over to the cafeteria for some snacks. I don't know if the cafeteria is open this late. Let's say this. So... <laughs> You walk out onto the empty sidewalk under a sky full of stars, stars that you help explore. Yes, look at those lovelies. As you head towards the cafeteria building, you look up at the sky. You're marveling at how wonderful your life is, how exceptional your opportunities are, and how big they are in your sphere, but how small and insignificant they are in the grand scheme of this vast and ever-expanding universe. Mm, I'm so philosophically deep. When you get hungry, you get you yeah. get a little bit I in get your expansive. feelings. Yeah. The multitudes, they start coming out. <laughs> so... There's really no one else out at this hour, and you're a little surprised to hear the roar of a Jeep engine approaching up 4th Street. And you see three people in this Jeep. 
They pull into the Building 31 parking lot and they hop out. Okay. It's like a juicy fruit commercial at this point. <laughs> Thad, Tiffany, and Shay pull up in a Jeep. Okay, so they look around, but they don't see you across the street because you'd, like, stepped back into the shadows to mm. observe them. Yes. Something isn't adding up. So I am suspicious. Completely. You, they, they hop out of the Jeep one by one. The, a woman and a man, they strip down and slip into neoprene bodysuits. Now I am more than suspicious. Yeah, you're suspicious that <laughs> I'm little slightly intrigued. Interested. <laughs> um, they strap on oxygen tanks. Okay. And then they lift a dolly out of the Jeep and they head into Building 31. Kinky. But, like, they seem so confident in what they're doing. <laughs> okay. It's like they're supposed to be there. Yeah, they must be part of They're a, acting like they know. Must be a, uh, I don't know, teen comedy well, shoot. That's why. You, like, you shrug it and you head off again into this balmy night. And you figure it's one of those, like, weird astronaut exercises. A mystery left to be unsolved. Precisely. No matter. You're going to go find cookies and cranberry juice. <laughs> as one does. As one and does that one is me. Get back to work. So back at Building 31, Thad and Tiffany, they're getting to work. Hmm. They had on their neoprene because the safe is kept in a climate-controlled room with a thermal alarm to detect temperature changes. Wow. Yeah. So they, And they had the oxygen tanks because the moon rocks were kept in a vault with no oxygen in order to preserve them. Yeah. They can be degraded, but yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering about this, what the conditions would be of how they get these things out and so forth. They had... So it's in a clean room in an oxygen-free right. environment. Right. And Tiff and Thad, they had about 15 minutes of air each. <laughs> Just enough to get in and out. Little tiny tanks, little biddies. Okay. Like cocktail tanks. <laughs> yeah, little, little sippers. Um, so Thad walked up to the 600-pound safe, Okay. lifted up the slip of paper on the safe that he'd seen the scientist check before opening it. It wasn't the combination. <laughs> it was a code that the scientist had created to be able to remember the actual combination. That's some stuff I would do. Right. I love it. Right. All my passwords are written out like that. Yeah. So crap is, <laughs> is what that thinks. Um, but, awesome. you know, he's a budding astronaut. This guy's really, really he on likes it. Puzzles. He's, he's a smart. smart. He's a smart cookie. Yeah. Uh, he has a backup plan. The okay. dolly. Oh, just lift the whole thing out. Yeah, they they wheel the dolly over to the safe. <laughs> we'll just take it. Six hundred pound safe. He and Tiffany like struggle together. They get it onto the dolly and heave it out. They wheel it out to the jeep, mm-hmm. and then with Shay's help, they somehow hoisted it into the back of the jeep. Get out! I will not. Six. Wow, they must have yeah. been like shot putting, like squatting, well, getting below. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, they probably like get up at four in the morning and like run on the beach like an astronaut still, would do. Though, that's an awkward way, and you're going to each have to do like half of the dolly to yeah. get it up. I'm you're sure. I'm hoping one wasn't trying to pull it up. I'm hoping they were both I trying think, to push it up. I think that they had Shay deadlift it, pulling it up, not bending her knees, <laughs> doing and, like, everything just wrong. Yank, yeah, just ruptured, ruptured a disc. And the other two just watched. <laughs> yeah, as like pop, 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 all the discs in her back ruptured one after another. Um, so it was so heavy in the Jeep that uh-huh. the Jeep was like listing the one side. I bet. I bet it was like riding on the tires. Uh-huh. They careen over to a motel and they wrestle the safe <laughs> into a room. Oh, no. Then they, they get take to, it to a motel. Yeah, you know, <laughs> treat it right. They got to work cutting the safe open with a power saw. <laughs> so, like, imagine you're just a lonely traveler. you outside of Houston. You're just staying at a roadside motel and you just Trying hear to this. Get some grinding. The saws all working next door. <laughs> so, and then, ah, oh, crap, because it went dull again. <laughs> So they, they, they open it up inside the safe, 101 grams of space rocks. So they got into the safe. Yeah, they got With into the, the safe. Saw. Right. They didn't have to go like a jackhammer no, or something. No. That's amazing. 
They maybe had like a special space song. That <laughs> maybe they it wasn't lifted. that good of a safe. Well, there's that too. So there's moon rocks in there. There's also Martian meteorites. Oh, wow. There's all sorts of cool stuff going on. Martian meteorites. The value of those 101 grams, uh-huh. $21 million. Oh, wow. I had no idea. I had literally no idea what the number was going to be. That's yeah. way more than I thought. And 21 I had no idea. million. Also in the safe, 30 years of notes and handwritten research from NASA scientist Everett Gibson Jr. Huh. That's the scientist that Thad had seen accessing it was his the safe. safe. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so it should be noted that Thad said that the notebooks weren't in the safe, just uncut space stuff. Okay. Um, Tiffany and Shay said, yeah, there the notebooks were in there, and Thad threw them away. Thad. I mean, you'd think what that he's... What kind of scientist is going to disregard the work of another scientist yeah, like that? Yeah, he's just, like, super into space. He's gone full Thad now. <laughs> he's achieved his greatest form. Yeah. Um, so he tosses the, the nose. He's like, screw this. Um, <laughs> I'm only about the moon He's all, rocks. my research, that's what's important. <laughs> These guys don't know anything. So they gather up the moon rocks, they take them to Tiffany's apartment. Okay. And then they take the safe and they drive it out to, like, 45 minutes outside of town to the this small town, and they put it in a dumpster there. Okay. Why, why not? Right. I mean, there are there no bodies of water? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank Children. you. Children. <laughs> um, so they cover their tracks on pretty much everything the uh-huh. whole way through. It's two days before the folks at Johnson Space Center realize the safe is gone, by the way. Well, maybe he had his day off, you know. Well, they're, they're doing a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there was zero evidence to go on. No video footage. No mm-hmm. fingerprints. So they're just like... They have no no idea. Oh, interesting. They had no video. And the trio, they go back to work at their internships uh, for like a week, acting yeah. like nothing happened. Just like, oh, doing their wait, thing. you heard the safe was that's what, what, wild. <laughs> Meanwhile, Thad emailing Axel, the Belgian uh-huh. rock fanatic. I got the rocks. So, and he, they set up a meeting to make the sale. He's going to fly over from Belgium? Well, the prices quoted to Axel uh-huh. were in the neighborhood of about 5000 a gram. So he's moving it on the cheap. Seriously. And he says, let's meet July 20th, 2002, which happened to be the 33rd anniversary of the first moonwalk. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry, moonwalk. Yeah, so um, Thad and Tiffany, they're going to meet up with Axel's brother and sister-in-law. Because Axel's, like, it's a really long drive from Belgium. (laughs) (laughs) And so they're going to meet in Orlando. He's like, I got fam in Orlando. Just meet them. Well, no, he has family. He has family in Pennsylvania. And oh, they're, they're going to drive, drive down. down to the Epcot Center? Yeah, and they're all like going to meet up. the Epcot Center. Totally. To they're going to, like, you know, have a fun day together. Um, they're going to meet in an Italian restaurant in Orlando. <laughs> and okay. on the 33rd anniversary of the first moonwalk. <laughs> so Thad and Tiffany, they drive straight through from Houston to Orlando overnight. I hear that's a thing. Diapers are often included. <laughs> and astronauts. Um, when they arrive, they get a hotel room. And they had about an hour before the meeting. And Thad had an idea. Okay. He pulled back the comforter on the bed, mm-hmm. and he sprinkled a few a few moon rocks and some lunar dust on the sheets, and then he pulled the coverlet back over the bed, mm-hmm. and then the couple got onto the bed and proceeded to knock boots. Wait, so they were wearing, like, cowboy boots, and they just bumped them? No, no, no. They, they got busy. So they, like, brought briefcases to bed, and they were like, hey, I've got my business papers. Do no, you have your business papers? No, no, they smashed. They smashed. Oh, like, like, uh, like say, Gallagher with a watermelon, one of those big sledgehammers. R.I.P., but no. No. They, they wanted to be able to say they had sex on the moon. 
No. Zarin, it's getting hot in her. <laughs> Nobody would be so proud. So, so yeah. They, like on a bunch of moon gravel, they decided to like bump uglies? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, they took two hot. ugly children and hit them. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. Well, I hope he was like the one willing to lie on the moon rocks and didn't like, put know. her on the moon rocks. He He's has, like, look, he this is kinky. You he love didn't this. clarify this. it, but he said it was, quote, uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and he also later, you know, he was saying, well, like, maybe I exaggerated and I just sprinkled a little dust on the pillow. Well, if he had any rocks, he'd be like having sex in a parking lot. So I hoped it was just dust. Yeah, it sticks. Yeah, exactly. Leaves, <laughs> dog poo. All your favorite things. Um, and so, I mean, I don't know how nice of a hotel, what if it's a it's gross hotel? It's a motel bed. I mean, like, Well, geez. I mean, God, turn a black light on? Forget <laughs> it. Um, so he says it's uncomfortable and hot in her. Um, then either way. They had what they thought was sex on the moon, um, but was really That's just the biggest ma- amount of semantics I've ever heard. It was really just Orlando. Yeah, exactly. We had sex in an Orlando motel room, but it was on the AKA moon. AKA the moon. Do you remember Gordon? Oh yeah, Gordo. He goes down to or- Orlando. He meets up with him there. Uh, when Thad and Tiffany were done getting busy, <laughs> done with intimate relations. Put their briefcases away. They teamed up with Gordon, headed to the Italian restaurant to meet up with Axel's brother and sister-in-law who'd driven from Pennsylvania. Okay. They're looking at a huge payday. <laughs> like huge. When we come back from this break, I'm going to walk you through the handoff. <laughs> nice. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. All right, Zarin, when we left off, mm-hmm. 
Tiffany, Thad, Gordon, they're Shit. going. Oh, yeah, no, Shay wasn't there. No. They're yeah. going to Orlando to sell some moon rocks to a Belgian mineral collector named mm-hmm. Axel Emmerman. They're mm-hmm. looking at a big payday. So like a, they want to get a giant candy bar in exchange? Yes, they're going to trade moon rocks for a giant Do novelty. Belgians have bigger chocolates? Is that what they do over <laughs> they there? They have really good chocolate. That's well, why he couldn't make the flight, right? He's like, I got to send family first. I'm still getting the chocolate They're going to get together. a lot of money from this deal. Oh, right, right. So Axel, like I said, sister-in-law, is, his brother and sister-in-law are going. <laughs> I love how people bring their family into these crimes. Right? Well, let me, let me pause... This part of the story really quickly and focus on Axel for a bit. Oh. He's a sincere lover of space and rocks and science and truth and justice. Okay. Okay. In the Belgian way. He's like, what you need to know about me, space, rocks, truth, justice. (laughs) Um, He saw the posting from Orb Robinson, that really cool email Mm -hmm. um, about the moon rocks for sale. He's intrigued. He would love to own a moon rock. I mean, Does he you have think some about... knock, boot, boot knocking of his own in mind? <laughs> oh, get out of here. So, um, <laughs> I'm learning things here. <laughs> you think about the significance of it. Like sure. if you owned a piece of the moon, not just where it's from, but like it was collected on an Apollo mission, the history and like yeah, all, the cosmos in your hand. Even the collector's type vibes, that the rarity of that, yeah. the exclusivity. I'm yeah, sure that just puts huge. you over the moon. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, wah, wah. Um, Axel, though, he's no fool. Okay. <laughs> he thought the whole thing sounded suspicious. You think? So he contacted the FBI. What? Like, Axel? Like, immediately, immediately, he contacts them. <laughs> the FBI took over correspondence with the Orb email pretty early on. <laughs> and they tracked the initial emails to the servers at University of Utah. So Axel was just basically going out there as a freelance detective going, oh, this is Hanky. Let me go talk to him and act like, yes, I would like to buy Xerox. How much do I will send over my family and they will meet you in Orlando? Well, no, they didn't even get to that part of it. Like, oh, Axel the FBI did... took over it from that point? Yeah, so like that's early. FBI's plan. That's all the FBI. And they oh. check with him, like, we're going to say, he's like, yeah, First I got you. Look at me over here too slow. (laughs) So, you know, truth and justice coming from Axel. So they trace the next batch of emails to the Johnson Space Center. Mm -hmm. And obviously they're like, okay, maybe there is something to this deal. This is a little... And then the safe gets stolen. Yeah, then the rocks are missing. They're they're like, like, oh boy. Oh boy, howdy. Now we got something to do. Orlando Italian restaurant. Okay. Scenes from from an Italian Italian restaurant. restaurant. (laughs) Hit the Billy Joel. (laughs) Thad, Tiffany, Gordon... They show up, they meet the buyers. Thad joked that, you know, I hope you're not wearing a wire. <laughs> Everybody corny. <laughs> yeah. As you can probably tell now, it's not Axel's actual brother and sister-in-law. They are FBI agents. <laughs> and they were indeed wearing wires yes, because that was played back uh, in, in court. court. Um, I hope you guys aren't wearing wires. Yeah, so they're bubba busted. Hit, hit stop. <laughs> <laughs> they get arrested. The trio gets arrested. Uh-huh. And the moon rocks. Like which, at the restaurant? Like once oh, they're coming yeah. out of the restaurant? Like, yeah, okay. perp walked them. Um, and then the moon rocks that were back at the hotel get secured by the FBI. Did they get like, cleaned, I hope? Well, no, I mean, they just very gingerly. They all put white gloves on, like <laughs> they worked sure. at Sephora, and they picked them <laughs> up. Um, so Thad, Tiffany, and Gordon, plus Olshay back in Houston, mm-hmm. they get charged with conspiracy to commit theft and interstate transportation of stolen property. Okay. 
And Thad, Tiffany, Shay, they all plead guilty. Do they roll over on Gordo or do they get, like, out of the loop? Gordon is charged as part of the conspiracy, but he took his chances Uh and went to trial Uh and got convicted. Yeah, that's not, yeah, Gordon. He then jumped bail. (laughs) Oh, Gordon. (laughs) He went through serious (laughs) mental health issues, like, really bad. I was kind of worried about that. Yeah, and then is eventually found wandering the desert in Utah and calling himself Job. I know. Poor Gordo. Poor Gordo. That's a tough road to hoe. Yeah, so they picked him up. By the way, when they searched Thad's house, they stumbled across dinosaur fossils that had been stolen from the University of Utah's (laughs) Natural History Museum. He's really into pushing rocks. Oh, yeah. He he got the old fossil enhancement on his sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, October 29th, 2003, Thad is sentenced to more than eight years in prison. Okay. Tiffany and Shay, they got three years probation and six months of house arrest. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. They also had to do 150 hours of community service. Well, you know. They got lighter sentences because they weren't the masterminds. No. They didn't have anything on their records. They were good students. Did they, and they testify were probably, against him? And they were probably bodacious babes. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know. Their names alone right? suggest. Um, and so while they didn't do time, they do have felony criminal convictions. And that means... They can never be astronauts. Mm. Yeah. Gordon, he got five years and 10 months at the medium security federal pen in Florence, Colorado. So wait a minute. Just for just yeah. to back this up. My man Thad Roberts started all of this effort learning Russian, Japanese, doing all the triple majors, essentially to have sex in a motel room in Orlando. Yes. He did all of that. It all to, led to up to himself. that one. That was his peak that, that he got. That one shining he didn't get moment. He got to the moon. He got to a, he got to the a moon. motel room <laughs> in Orlando on top of on some top moon. On top of rocks. the moon, yeah. Okay, well, you know, well, shoot there your it shot, is. bro. <laughs> so Gordon goes to um, FCI Florence in Colorado, and that's also where Thad was sent. Okay. But I don't know if they interacted while they were there. While they were in jail, um, Thad studied for degrees in physics, anthropology, and philosophy. He wrote an autobiographical screenplay. (laughs) So not a book, but a screenplay, which is like, of course. Um, He studied and researched uh, and then taught quantum space theory. Okay. And he wrote a book, mm-hmm. but not like a lot of our other criminals. Oh, wrote so he didn't a book. do like a book deal, like book. <laughs> yeah, he wrote no. like an actual well, book, there's like a with book with research. There's and... a book about all of his escapades called Sex on the Moon. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a little overwritten. It's not, he didn't write it. Okay. And, um, but yeah, it's, this is not his story. Um, some cosmic purple prose. That's what Sex on the Moon is. Yeah. It's like, it takes some liberties, I think. Anyway. Okay. Um, this was a 700-page thesis-turned-book entitled Einstein's Intuition, Visualizing an 11-Dimension Framework of Nature, an Introduction to Quantum si- Space Theory. Wow. Sounds like something you'd dig. It sounds like something I'd read. Yeah. We gotta, well, we'll find it for you. Merry yeah, Christmas. Please. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. Like, you do math and physics as a hobby, it's right? It's my favorite thing to do. I, I garden and do cryptograms and pretend to not watch TV. <laughs> And then, like, you surf and solve mysteries of the universe. Pretty much. One of us is cool and smart, and the other one's me. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so Thad, right? He wrote to Tiffany every single day for three years when he was in jail, but they never saw each other again. Wow. And I don't think she answered his letters is the impression I got. Oh, yeah. that kind of writing. Of, yeah. Mm. He wound up serving six of his eight years before being released. Mm-hmm. And he's now kind of a leading authority on the large-scale structure of the universe. 
Really? So he's active in academia. He tutors physics students at the University of Utah. Uh-huh. He's working on a theory he developed while in prison regarding the concept of string theory. Yeah, uh-huh. that's um, what I figured with eleven dimensions. And yeah, there's gotta be a string theory. He still wants to be a university professor someday. Huh. Um, he still wants to be an astronaut. I wonder if I've read his stuff. Maybe. Um, he wants to be an astronaut, but like in the private sector, because like <laughs> yeah, NASA doesn't do jailbirds. Um, so, you know, one of those like, I don't know, the, the Amazon Elon rocket. Elon isn't, isn't as judgmental from what I understand. Yeah, I think he'd fit right in. So um, he has a website, EinsteinIntuition.com. All right, I'm going to check that. And it's all about quantum space theory and his adventures, because mm-hmm. he's still a thrill seeker. Oh. On his website, he's part of a group called Team Death Punch. <laughs> and they go, on, they go on skydives and spelunking trips. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think I would get along with I really cat. do. The more I'm explaining him, I'm mm-hmm. starting to think. Um, he gave a TEDx talk in Boulder. Uh, Colorado in August 2010. Uh-huh. Um, I listened to it and oh, I tr- I tried really hard to understand it, but uh-huh. he lost me really early on. <laughs> he lost you at the T and TED like, talk. Yeah, he was like, "Thank you for coming," and I was like, uh-huh. "I don't know, I I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what's what's going on here?" And then I just like dozed off. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take a nap. Go on. <laughs> it's it, it was really I'm sure it's brilliant. But no, I, I'm resting my eyes. It was way above oh, my pay grade. <laughs> so. Um, Remember how the Johnson Space Center was all about people being adventurous and, like, interesting instead Mm -hmm. of just focusing on giant science brain? Yeah. Um, After the whole fad thing, they added an ethics education to the training. (laughs) Ethics education? And then they also, like, seriously tightened security. Yeah, I imagine they they bought a couple cameras. They were a little loosey-goosey back then. Yeah. Um, So I'll end with this. When asked why he orchestrated the heist, Mm -hmm. Thad said, quote, I mean, the simple answer is to say that I did it for love. I did it because I wanted to be loved. I wanted someone to know that I literally cared about them that much and to have the symbol there to remind them of it. In my own head, stealing something wasn't the way I looked at it. We weren't going to take this money. We were going to get from it to go buy yachts or a lot of cars or a big house. Uh, We were going to live just the small kind of lifestyle we were, but fund science that might change the world, you know? It's like, look, I was a married man who went to a NASA space program. I fell in love with a girl, and then I decided I was just going to blow up my life for her because, like, why not? You know? Why not? Well, like, the FBI um, didn't get with the whole I did it for love thing. Yeah, well, he loved Thad Roberts. I mean, he was— That's the—yeah, that's he who he really loves. Love. So an FBI investigator also, named— I like these, like, I see love bombing as a good thing. Like, I'm kind of— <laughs> Well, that he had only known Tiffany for like I, less than a month. Yes, that's when what I'm this guessing. all started, it, it kind of fits the pattern of what I'm learning. Love bombing is like this is like to the T. Yeah, and I think too like messing around on moon rocks is like that's pretty much it. You know. But also, don't forget, like maybe he had kind of a warped sense of like relationships and sex based on like how he was brought oh, up. Oh, the Mormons. Also, yeah. he has the whole thing about you know he's been told that sex, being truthful about sex, will ruin your life. <laughs> right. So, so he has that in the back of his head. Swing, so he's yeah, gonna be the other of a rogue bad boy on this. So that there's this FBI investigator, Nick Nance, and he said, quote... Nick Nance? Nick Nance. <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick Nance. Um, my impressions of Thad are that, you know, he was a very bright, motivated student. One of his goals was to be an astronaut, and I think that he had his foot in the door with NASA, was well on his way to reaching that goal, and then this one greedy event, you know, he threw his whole life away in one fell swoop. So, greed or love... Why not both? Yeah. And I, I think you're right that he loves Thad. Yeah, clearly. And yeah. he wanted to impress her, so he did this 
insane gesture trying mm-hmm. to make himself memorable. She would like it was like a this is a, nothing will peak this. You know, nothing yeah. will no guy can do more than this. So you yeah. will always remember me. That's not about her. Well, and it's almost like he has this huge dream and when he gets really close to it he lets go of all the things that help him get there. Yes. Like being in service of others. And oh, like Katie yes. was, don't forget, she's financially supporting, supporting him. him. Yes. So he's, she's working. He's getting to play astronaut. He's trophy husband. Yeah. And then and he's out there. Oh. Disregards her. Takes up. And then also, you know, takes up with Tiffany and then mm-hmm. Tiff, poor Tiffany and Shay. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. Every, poor everybody. Um, except I, for Axel. Yeah, well, Axel, Axel is just an internet cop. He's, he's just out there going, yes, I'm going to solve the crimes. He's the greatest. the moon rocks. <laughs> so, Zarin, can I ask, what's your ridiculous takeaway here? What's the moral of the story? Um, next time I go to a motel, I'm just going <laughs> to tell myself, who knows? Maybe somebody could have been dusting some moon rocks here. <laughs> You're going to bring a jar of dirt from, like, <laughs> Manteca, yeah, exactly. California, and go to Paris. Everyone like... to have sex on Manteca? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough for today. Uh, What's your ridiculous takeaway, Elizabeth? <laughs> takeaway is I feel bad for any housekeeper that has to clean up your hotel rooms. I leave tips. <laughs> uh, that's it. You can find us online at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, email us if you want at ridiculouscrime at gmail.com. And other than that, tune in next time. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zarin Burnett. Produced and edited by International Space Station mechanic Dave Kustin. We have a problem. Research is by undercover Pennsylvania relative Andrea Song Charpentier. Uh, the theme song is by Thomas Boys Go to Jupiter, Lee, and Travis Something Something Stupider, Dutton. Executive producers are NASA's secret alien underground vault managers, Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Ridiculous Crime. Say it one more time. Ridiculous Crime. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. 
With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.